Ladies and gentlemen, the hour has arrived. You're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction with your host, Madam Pamita, episode 24. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, hello, hello, my loves. I am your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, I'm so excited to jump into this topic about the evil eye. It really is something really quite magical and something that I think is really helpful for people to know. And I did some research when I did this, prepped for this podcast, and I learned so much. So I'm so excited to share with that with you. But before we get into that, I wanted to share a couple things that are going on. First of all, I would like you to go over to my website, parlorofwonders.com, and go over to instruction and click on Academy of the Magical Arts. The Academy of the Magical Arts is my school where I teach magic and I teach tarot. So if you go over there, you will see that I have a new online tarot class that's going to be starting up soon. And I have a free intro to tarot. It's an online intro. Anyone can take it. It's live with me. We talk about tarot cards. I get you involved with your tarot deck if you have one. I introduce you to it. If you've never did any, if you've never done any work with the tarot, you can learn and have a great time. We have so much fun. It is a great class. So I hope that you will join us at our next free online introduction to the tarot. Also there, you will see my Make Magic Immersion course, which is going to be going on here in Los Angeles. Now, this is not an online course. This is a live course, a live hands-on workshop that goes over the course of five days from January 7th of 2019 to January 11th. And this is going to be an online immerse, I mean, not an online, a real life immersive course where you get to kind of be like in Hogwarts for five days and I get to be your magical wizard instructress. So I hope that you are thinking about doing something and making plans to come out to Los Angeles over January 7th through 11th and joining me for that. So go ahead, go over there and check it out. I'm very, very excited for this. This is really the inaugural online immersion that we're going to do. It's going to be so much fun and something that I've never done before. I've done lots of classes, taught lots of magic, but never have done it all in one swoop where I've taught everything over the course of five days. And so I'll be sharing with you everything that I know. You can ask me questions. You'll get your hands messy making things with me. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. And you will go home really feeling like you have a mastery over magic. Um, Don't forget, every Sunday, if you want to hang out with me, you can do so live at the Magic Tea Party live Q&A every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's over on Instagram. My Instagram account is Madam Pamita. Or you can find me on YouTube 
under Madam Pamita as well. Sign up, subscribe, and you'll get notification when I go live and you can join us, ask questions about magic, tarot, divination, spiritualism, hoodoo, ritual, whatever you want to ask about, we'll talk about it so we can get into all that spiritual goodness over there at the live Q&A. So this week's question was sent in by Reza from Queens, and she asked this, this very, very intriguing question. She says, as an Iranian, I grew up believing in the evil eye and the ill effects it can have on your life. As far back as I can remember, my mom would burn rue seeds or what we called esfand in an incense burner over the stove and then waft the smoke over us speaking Persian incantations to rid us of any evil eye that had been after us. Madam Pamita, I am wondering if there are other methods to rid oneself of the evil eye or the eye of envy. Thanks. So thank you so much, Reza. That is a gorgeous question. I love delving into different cultural ways of working magic and hearing about other people's methods and learning from other um, people about what they do to work magical magically and to create change in their life and so on. And so having been not a person who grew up culturally with the evil eye, I've, I've come and encountered people that have had experiences with it. And I've done research and advised people on magical things that they can do. But this um, question actually caused me to go do a bunch of research and find out more about the evil eye than I knew before. So I want to thank you, Reza, for opening up my non-evil eye to all of this um, amazing world of the protection magic and the cleansing magic that goes along with eliminating the evil eye. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what the evil eye is and where did that concept originate. We're going to talk about different cultures and how they protect against the evil eye and cleanse away the the effects of the evil eye. And we're also going to talk about, I'm going to tell you the strange connection between penises and the evil eye. Hmm. There's something about that going back in time. We're going to talk about that. So that's going to be fun. We're going to have fun on this episode. So first of all, we're going to talk about what is the evil eye? Well, the evil eye is the belief that a bad gaze, a bad glance, or a bad look, usually one of jealousy or envy, whether it's literally looking at someone with envy or just the feeling of envy, can cause bad luck to happen to the target. So it can be intentional through intense jealousy, someone really being jealous of you, or unintentional. It could be someone just, you know, saying something even what we would look at as positive, but deep in their heart having some kind of um, bad intention, jealous intention, or feeling that they don't have something and you have it. It's a concept that we see primarily in Mediterranean cultures, Western Asian cultures, and Middle Eastern cultures, and in cultures where those Middle Eastern ways were shared. And those things, for example, in back in the times of the Spice Road and the Incense Route, um, countries such as Spain and then Latin American countries those ways and those concepts were disseminated to those areas. There was a great um, Middle Eastern culture, Arabic culture in Spain and North African culture in Spain. And so those cultural ways spread to Spain and through from Spain, they spread to Latin American countries. The oldest writings that we can find about the evil eye date back to ancient Greece and Rome. If you think back about the story of Medusa, for example, That story of Medusa is one of the original evil eyes, right? If you looked at Medusa, if she looked at you, 
you would turn to stone. So there we have an example of something that is the gaze opening you up to some kind of malicious intent. We see references to the evil eye in ancient Jewish texts and in the Quran. We see it in a lot of different places. So this is something that's been around for years and years and years. Now, the primary way we have of protecting against the evil eye is with a charm. Now, this goes back to a lot of cultures. So we look at charms as things that you wear or you carry with you that protect you against something. This is a very, very old magical working. It goes back and a lot of different cultures have charms. But we think of charms being a mainly protection against something. So the charms against the evil eye were charms of protection. Now, in ancient Rome, Here's where we get to those penises. In ancient Rome, they use penis-shaped charms called a fascinum to ward off the evil eye. Now, this is an interesting thing. Why would they, you know, this is a gaze or a jealous gaze. Why would we use a penis to, to get rid of that? Well, the ancient Romans believed that the force of the evil eye would cause problems of impotence or other, you know, sort of problems, male problems, erectile problems. And so they would use those penis charms to protect themselves against that evil eye energy affecting their good times, right? What we see more often nowadays as an evil eye charm of protection is what is called a nazar, a blue eye charm. It can be, there's lots of names for it, but one of the names is a nazar. Um, Sometimes it's called a hamsa hand or a hand of Fatima. Those charms look like a blue eye. They can sometimes be concentric circles like... um, blue and then white and then black in the center, blue, white, black, those circles around each other. Um, But they look like a blue eye. And it was interesting that I found out that the reason those eyes are blue is because um, in the Middle Eastern and Mediterranean worlds, um, people with blue eyes were very rare. And back in those olden times, when we saw someone who was different, often they were thought of as being uh, magical or even in this case, malicious. So people with blue eyes were thought to be the ones who gave the evil eye. So that's why we have as our charm, our charm against the evil eye being a blue eye. And so we can actually see those eyes as eye shapes, or sometimes they're just the circles of the white, blue, and black that represent the eye that look kind of like an eye. And they're meant to send that evil eye back to the giver. Now, we sometimes see the number five also being a good charm for removing that evil eye energy. The reason is we see those five fingers and this Hamsa hand idea or the hand of Fatima in Jewish and Arabic traditions is another tradition that is used to sort of clear and cleanse and prevent that uh, energy from coming to you. So you'll see things like a hand with five fingers without an eye in it at all. Sometimes you see the hand with an eye in it. But that number five, like the five fingers, is also good for removing evil eye energy. I always think of like that gesture of like stop or talk to the hand as being stopping that energy. And so that hand has that sort of quality to it. Another way that people would prevent the evil eye, if they thought that someone had cast an evil eye on them, they might spit three times. Um, Spitting on the ground three times is a tradition that we see in Italian culture. We also see it in Jewish culture. Um, That spitting three times is meant to get rid of that evil eye and protect you if you think that someone has cast an evil eye on you. Um, You might also see things, when I was young, I remember looking in... um, 
comic books. <laughs> this is such a funny memory. But I remember looking in comic books and seeing things, uh, jewelry, Italian horn ju- jewelry is what it was called. And this is back in the 70s when, you know, you know, Saturday Night Fever was a thing. And, and you'd see people wearing gold chains with little jewels on them and gems and charms and things. And there was this one called the Italian horn. Well, that Italian horn is like a little curly horn is called a cornicello, a cornetto, called a little horn in Italian. And it's a horn-shaped charm. And we, I think that's probably descended actually from that penis charm, that fascinum that the ancient Romans used. It kind of makes sense. It kind of is a phallic shape. So we see that, you know, it's interesting because also too, there's a hand gesture that people use in Italy against the evil eye where they'll make a fist and they'll stick a thumb between the index and middle finger. And that is a sign to protect against the evil eye because it, it's it's kind of seen as a sexual gesture and it, it's, it's blocking that negative energy from affecting your sexual organs. Um, also too, if you are into music and you're into rock and roll, you know that Ronnie James Dio metal horn sign where people think of it as a devil sign where they put you put your middle finger and your ring finger down and you put your index finger and your pinky finger up. That actually, that sign is against the evil eye. It's a it's a protection, and you can sometimes even see charms that are shaped like this. This is to protect against the evil eye, and you know it's not a devil symbol at all. It's the horns, like the horns, the cornetto or the cornicello, that little Italian horn charm. This is another way of making horns to protect yourself against someone giving you the evil eye and affecting your sexual organs. So that Ronnie James Dio. He was an Italian guy, and he was the guy who was uh, doing that that thing that his saw, he saw his grandma doing. Right? Ironically, it's um, you know in Italy, it's believed that people, not people with blue eyes, but that people with black eyes are the ones who spread the evil eyes. So you could probably guess that you know really eye color isn't about the evil eye; it's about whatever is different, unusual, or whatever. And people, you know, sort of saying that that's what is what causes the evil eye or that those people have the power of the evil eye. When we look at it at, in Spain and Latin America, we see or hear about something called the mal de ojo or the mal ojo. And uh, that means bad eye. And that usually when we look at evil eye energy in those countries, we think of something, someone giving you that eye and it resulting in illness. So in Latin American countries, you'll see, um, and in Spain, you'll see those blue eye amulets and Um, You'll see those around as well. And interestingly, they have a different sort of belief about the evil eye, which is that touching the person who's giving the evil eye dispels it or having them touch what they're talking about. So in a lot of traditions, if you um, compliment, for example, in um, Jewish tradition and and in Middle Eastern countries, if you compliment someone on, on something, you're actually opening them up to the evil eye. So if you say, oh, your baby's so cute, um, it may open up that chance for them to be jealous about that baby being cute. You've got a cuter baby than they do, or that you have a baby and they don't, and they want one. So you want to, you are always aware in those cultures of protecting against that. Now, interestingly, in Spain and Spanish culture and Latin American culture, the way you dispel that, if someone says, oh, your baby's so cute, you have them touch your baby. Here, why don't you hold her? 
or if they say, for example, I love your sweater, you could say, oh, well, you should feel how soft it is. So if you get the person to touch the thing that they're complimenting, it dispels their opportunity to be negative about it or be jealous of it. In some traditions, we see mirrors are used to reflect the evil eye. And we see mirrors as a tool in a lot of cultures and a lot of magical traditions, mirrors being used to reflect away negative energy. But we see in some traditions that mirrors are used also to reflect the evil eye. And also, too, in our um, in the, the Jewish mysticism of the Kabbalah, we see wearing a red string around your left wrist uh, protects you against that negative energy. So there's a lot of different traditions and a lot of different ways of protecting against someone having negative energy or spilling their negative energy on you intentionally or unintentionally through their jealousy or envy. So what does this all mean in context? Uh, well, we have a lot of traditions where the evil eye is a real phenomenon and others where it doesn't show up at all. I grew up in a culture where we didn't have a concept of the evil eye. We never worried about it. We never did anything to protect against it. But other cultures have a legitimate, you know, uh, belief in it. And that is something that they do wear those charms and talismans and do those gestures and so on to protect against it. So Whatever your cultural background, you have a different means of protecting yourself from people's negativity. We see everything. We see things like those horn jewelry, doing the heavy metal sign with your hands, spitting three times, carrying around a blue evil eye jewelry, that blue eye or a hand, hamsa hand or something like that. There's a lot of different ways of protecting yourself. Dozens and dozens of techniques. I only touched on some of them, but there are a lot more. And they vary widely from culture to culture. So explore what your culture or the culture that you're um, practicing magic in does and look at that culture and how they deal with situations regarding the evil eye. Your family may have their own particular ways of counteracting negativity that have been passed down from generation to generation. Ask your elders, ask the older people in your family, hey, what happens if someone's jealous or someone gives me a bad look or we pick up some negativity? What do you do, grandma and grandpa? What do you do? Find out what those folk traditions are and maybe make them part of your own practice. My personal beliefs around the evil eye, you know, I usually don't talk about my personal beliefs, so I'm going to talk about this one because I didn't grow up with a tradition around the evil eye. I don't tend to concern myself with it that much personally. I just don't think about it too much. But I do have clients who have real experiences with negativity and people's jealousy and so on that comes from this kind of jealous energy. So I learned about these things and I advise them on ways to cleanse themselves and ways to work it. I talk to them about their own methods, what they grew up with culturally, and we, we make a program for getting rid of it and protecting themselves from it. That being said, you know, if you, I do have a belief though that people's negativity can rub off on us. You know, think about that time you've been around negative people and it dragged you down. Or if you were around a friend who was super negative and it made you, you came in to that meeting very positive and then you started feeling really negative. So I do have a belief that isn't exactly an evil, evil eye belief, but I do believe that people's negative energy can bring us down. And so if you want to protect against that negativity, whether it's just generalized negativity or specifically the evil eye, you can um, do work around that. You know, think about a time that a stranger was rude to you or negative with, with you, or, you know, you were with um, 
at a party where everyone was complaining and it just brought you to a negative place yourself. So that kind of thing does rub off. And so you might want to do things that I recommend doing and that I do. So usually how I deal with that kind of negativity is going through a cleansing bath or doing a cleansing bath or using some cleansing or clearing oils such as Van Van oil or Hindu grass oil or uncrossing oil or Jinx killer oil. If you want to know more about cleansing baths or or how to work with these oils, you'll definitely want to go onto my website because I have a ton of resources there and I have resources about cleansing. So if you look under um, how-to guides on my site, parlorofwonders.com, you'll see the uh, how-to guide on how to work with bath crystals, and that tells you how to work with a cleansing bath. And you can also see a how-to guide on oils and how to work with them. And I also have a video up on how to do a do-it-yourself cleansing bath up on my how-to video. So definitely check those out if you are interested in knowing more on how to cleanse yourself. When I feel like I'm particularly vulnerable or I feel like I'm getting some specific negativity directed my way, I might wear some evil eye jewelry. So I do that because I go, oh, you know what? I'm feeling like people are weird or jealous with me right now. I want to get a little extra protection. Let me put that on. It gives me a feeling of safety. It gives me a feeling of protection. And guess what? Usually that negativity goes away. So that's what I do personally. Your experience may be different. And if you have your own beliefs around the, the evil eye, whether you believe in it or don't believe in it, it's valid for you. So this is your work, your magic, and you do it your way. If you want to try some things, try some cleansing products or protection methods of your culture and that have been handed down in your family. And if you don't have any special family or cultural methods for clearing off or protecting against negative jealous energy, then think about the methods that I've described here and see which ones you're attracted to and try them out and see if they work for you. And keep trying different ones till you find the ones that work for you. And if you would like some advice about specific methods for your situation, then you might want to book a reading with me or another root reader or root worker whom you trust and see what's going on in your life, see how to get rid of that negativity, get some magical coaching for that situation. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more information about the evil eye, then you can check out my blog for an article about the evil eye. Also check out those videos about clearing and cleansing, the video about cleansing bath, the how-to guides about that, and all of those links are going to be on my site under magicandthelawofattraction.com. Go to this episode and you'll find them there, the links to those there. Don't forget to subscribe to my monthly magic newsletter and get a free copy of my illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. Just go to sevensecretsebook.com and get your free copy today. I want to say a very, very big, loving, and warm thank you to Reza for her super inspiring question about the evil eye. If you have questions about magic, about spells, about hoodoo, about law of attraction, about witchcraft, about divination, or any other magical or spiritual topic, head on over to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your question there. I love your questions. They're amazing. I love looking through them and I love picking them and I love talking about them and researching and learning more and sharing what I already know. If your question gets chosen for a future episode, you will get a $50 gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. 
The Parlor of Wonders is an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and repository of arcane wisdom. The Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot readings, spells, classes. We've got lots of classes over there now, and a ton of free magical instruction. The ingredients for every spell recipe that we mention on the podcast are available at parlorofwonders.com. So head over there. There's so much to look at over there, and it's such a great resource, and I've got a ton of free stuff over there. Thank you so much to all you gorgeous law of attractioneers out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast. Thank you for sharing. Share it on your blog, share it on your social media, share it with your friends. And if you have left a review on iTunes, a double dose of big love for you. Every week we run a contest to pick our favorite written review from this week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. And this week's pick was done by Turning Dreams into Reality. First of all, gotta love that name. Turning Dreams into Reality is all I need to hear, and I'm already in love. Turning Dreams into Reality said, love, love, love. This show is so amazingly informative. I always look forward to tuning in while I'm at work. It makes my work shift less stressful. Thanks for sharing and keeping up the amazing work. Well, Turning Dreams into Reality just gave a great testimonial. This is a great thing to listen to when you're driving, a great thing to listen to when you're working. You can listen to it anytime, and it makes some, I think it makes your world a little bit better. That's my goal, is to make your world a happier place, a lighter place, a more fun place, a safer place. So anyway, thanks again to Turning Dreams into Reality. If you're turning dreams into reality, send a message to info at parlorofwonders.com. And we'll send you your free 30-minute reading. And if you have not put up a review on iTunes, do it now. You could win a 30-minute reading with me. And maybe even you don't even have to use it. You could give it to a friend if you don't want a reading. Wouldn't that be a great gift to give someone? So let me know. Go on to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and write a written review. And let me know what you like and what you want more of. And we'll do it all again next week. And I'll give away another reading next week. So do it now. You know you want to. And uh, I'll appreciate it. And maybe I'll pick you. I want to say another thank you to all of you guys, all of you Law of Attractioneers out there. You all make my life so magical. I also want to say thank you to Jill Navarre, my producer and engineer, and to Manfred Hofer, my announcer and fabulous boyfriend. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. I look forward to next week when we'll be answering the question, what is a spell poppet? A spell poppet? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. One, two, three.